Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Dharawal people. After 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Hi there. This is not Jennifer Coolidge, and that was my audition for Rita Repulsa in the new Power Rangers Gay Force. It's all full of homosexuals. Anyways, I'm not sure if I can talk about that. So in the meantime, listen to Drag Me Out Official and talk about that with your friends. This video is not sponsored by Jennifer Coolidge or Power Rangers, but supported by a flaming Midwestern homosexual with nothing better to do at this time. And listen to the podcast, dumbass. Welcome to Drag Me Out. I'm Haley. I'm Cass. And we're going to talk usual shit, some other shit, some fresh shit, for however long Haley deems this episode appropriate. So, what you done be doing? So, I want to talk about two things from my week. First thing is I got a phone call today. And before I could, because, like, I, like, went to chuck it on loudspeaker. So, before I even, it was a private number. Before I even got to the loudspeaker part, I heard, hi, mom. And I'm like, so I put it on a loudspeaker. And my son was, like, in the lounge room behind me. My other son's not old enough to use a phone. And when all I, all of a sudden I hear about four to five people singing happy birthday to me, so I let them go. It was lovely being serenaded. It's not my birthday. They're a couple months early and then they finished and like, there was this awkward silence and I'm like, hi guys. Um, that was really nice. Thank you. Um, but I think you've got the wrong number. They're like, oh, and I'm like, but great singing though. Um, and then they hung up. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was nice. The other thing I want to talk about is I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Mm -hmm. I'm hooked. I'm in. I yep. love the cast. Yep. I want to talk about, okay, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, what do you live under a rock? Seriously. Like you don't have to you watch it to know what it is. I think the US only had it for one season. I thought they would have had it for long. Anyway, they bring over celebrities. I use that term loosely. Celebrities. To the jungle, torture them. We we laugh at them. It's hilarious. Sometimes we cry. Anyway, so Carrie Ann Kennelly, CAC, as they nicely referred to her, obviously has a better manager than all of them. They've been trying yep. to get her for nine years. They've got her. She lasted four days. Correct. She created. So she wouldn't do the challenge. There is no way she was going to do that challenge. No uh -uh. way. Domenico tried, couldn't do the challenge. Mm -hmm. But there was no way that Carrie Ann was going to put that anywhere near her mouth. Mm -mm. I understand that they probably edited out a lot of what Domenica had said to just get the juicy parts. Yep. There probably was more, and I could see how that's upsetting. But Carrie Ann Kennelly came up in a world where it was dominated by men. You think that yep. she's that sensitive now? No. She purposely came in back to the camp first to create her narrative. She's mm -hmm. played on that. It's in the yep. papers. 
I don't think she should have been spoken to like that. I don't. I agree. I but, agree. But like, sack up. You know, you know what this show is. There's nine seasons. It's not the first season. You know what this show is. Yeah. You sh- you shouldn't have been on it. No. Hopefully there was an ironclad contract saying even if she leaves, she still gets paid. You know. She was so I think it was a hundred and eighty thousand dollars is what her contract was for her to be on the show. She she would have had to stay a minimum of something. And she probably fulfilled that. The thing is, yeah, probably like a 48-hour clause or something. <laughs> the the thing is that if she was any kind of a decent human being, that money should go to the charity that she let down. Yeah, I agree. Because if the charity she the that money. she was going for was a spinal one. Her husband um, had a, an accident and he ended up in a wheelchair. He passed away a couple of years ago. So she's going through all of that. But what was annoying me about her, I mean, and I grew up with CAC, right? CAC is a nickname that Kerri-Ann Kennelly has had for years, decades. Mm. Um, I grew up watching her on Good Morning Australia before Bert took over. And obviously she was doing the midday show after Ray Martin. And so we had her for years and she, she was the all around Australian girl, the smarmy look on her face every time she was about to say, I'm a celebrity and not do it. Yeah. Just wanted to slap off mm-hmm. because not only was she letting her charity down, but she was actually responsible for people not eating. And poor Aisha did all the portaloos. By herself yeah. and then got and still only got half, half the stars. stars. Like, what the hell? Yeah. But what challenge you, would she have done? I can guarantee you that Kerry Ann Kennelly was not walking back to camp. She would have negotiated transportation from wherever the challenges were back to camp. There was no way Beach was walking back to camp. Yeah. And I think as far as she was concerned, she did the first one and that's all she needed to do. Because she did the introductory one. Yeah, with... I remember the, the tank. Oh. I remember that. That was, um, she did. Oh, I guess she she hung out with the snakes, which is you know admirable. I probably yeah. could as snakes terrify me. Mm. Uh, alligators even worse. Even the, the little crocodiles, whatever they've got, worse. Mm-hmm. That that would freak me out. I'd be. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. But yeah. like, you know what the show is like. It was just the smarmy look on her face it, when. I'd I'd rather be playing golf. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Like, fuck off. And even when Domenica was, like, saying those things to her, she still had that smug look on her face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just wanted to punch it, which was probably egging Dom on even more. For sure. Um, It's like um, (laughs) the, the prime example is my wife who was sitting behind me, so if I get a smack in the back of the head. It's like whenever I get into an argument with my wife, when I say I get into an argument with my wife, I get into the argument, my wife just stands there. Yeah, same. I did that to my husband. I know that. You know, and there's the dead quiet look on her face and the the whole, the blank behind the eyes thing, which just incenses me even more. (laughs) Right? So Carrie Ann Kennelly is sitting there with that fucking piece of shit smug look on her face. If I had have been Dom, I probably would have gone, instead of going like, literally, why are you here, bro? I would have got up and fucking bitch slapped her. I reckon if like Carrie Ann was maybe like 30 years younger, Domenica would have gone out and just jumped over the table. 
Yeah. But there was some stuff there that was uncalled for from Dom. But that's a she's a millennial, isn't she? Yeah. It's just that it's that also that sense of entitlement. I don't care if you're older than me. I'm just going to talk to you in a disrespectful manner. But she didn't. Yeah. Carrie Ann didn't do anything to earn any respect either. No, she proved but... that she didn't care about the camp twice. twice. I get that, but you even said yourself like there was probably some stuff that Dom said that probably wasn't called for, um, and I reckon it was edited out. Oh, for sure. I there were several more expletives that probably came out, and several more insults to Carrie Ann Kennedy's character. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but you know, but then when we get to a few episodes later, like did Bianca actually even really give it a go in the eating challenge? Mm. I don't know if I could do it. No, but still, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I could shove a cockroach in my mouth. That's like one of my fears. I don't know well, if I could. I can't cause I have a proven allergy to cockroaches. So <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a... Unless you want to get near me with an EpiPen, knock yourself out. But yeah, so look, she put she did put it in her mouth, so that's one step further than Carrie Ann didn't even pick it up. True story. Yeah, no, you're right. So she try, and people just have weak stomachs, and I would have such a sensory issue to anything that would crunch, any bugs that would crunch. Yeah. I could probably do the slime, mm-hmm. like the slimy stuff. But anything chewy or crunchy, I'd be like, no, no, ma'am. That that one where they had to go down the slippery slide and put the rings on the bed, I would have been in. Like, yeah, I, that that looked like so much fun. I would be afraid that I'd tip because it's so vertical the the slide. Mm. Yeah, I thought that too, but I guess momentum carries you in the direction that you needed yeah. to. Um, but um, but she's gone. She left of her own accord. Four days. Four whole days. I mean, she lasted longer than Tomic, and I think she maybe lasted a little bit longer or a little bit less than Mundine. I feel that she didn't care about the food. Like, I feel that she's one of those people that has a pee and is like, I'm full, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel that she didn't care. But she just proved that she didn't care about anyone else. She didn't even give it a go. Like, it. Anything that resembles her career after this, assuming that she doesn't retire or anything like that, has been blown to pieces by her behaviour. Yeah. And I don't she know can't... if she's a diva in normal circumstances. I don't, I don't know. But anyone, I don't know. Anyone who's like, oh, I need my makeup on the show. like, Didn't make a difference anyway. It did not. We know you're old. It's just the, the way life is. Hmm. She's doing maintenance for all of the filler that she's had. But anyway, we digress. I just want to talk about that. I felt very strongly about that. Okay, cool. I could see arguments from both sides, but Dominica's probably got out of that more well off than Carrie Ann did. Like, I did like how the boys stuck up for Dominica when they got back. Yes. To the camp. Um, there's some because, there's some decent guys in there. There's there's not oh one God. bad guy in there. Do you love Woody's crush on Honey Badger? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> and he's, he's like, like a, I don't. He's, totally he's like, brilliant. I don't. I don't think it's an. I don't think it's anything sexual, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but I told you, like, I'm 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 in for Honey Badger. Yeah, love him. 
good guy. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm hoping that someone asks him about, um, not The Apprentice, Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Because the more you see him on this show, the more you think to yourself, he actually had possibly had logical reasons for not picking either one of them. That's And that's really fine. That's, yeah, but I want it. someone to ask him about it. Yeah, okay. But maybe they're not out of respect for he just had a baby with someone. Maybe, but that, that's know. never stopped. That's never stopped, you know, because they forget that the cameras are there. Yeah. And they start talking. Like, there have been some great stories. Liz Ellis is should be the, our next Prime Minister. She definitely should be Australian of the Year. Yep. Um. When she was like talking about her charity, um, like the donation, donation, I can't remember what it was. Whatever gives tampons to people in yep. need, um, yep. like she had me in tears. They all did with their stories. But here is why I believe that she should be prime minister. When they had to do the scaffolding, the the cliffhanger one, mm-hmm. she was as cool as a cuke. And she was actually supporting Nick going, mate, come on, you can do it. Reach out a little bit further, all of this. And she was just like, oh, it's a little bit far, but you know what? I've got it. Let's move up to the next one. And she was the one who was trying to figure out how they were going to go around the scaffolding. Like they Mm -hmm. worked as a team. They like, it it just goes to show you that athletes are very, very determined. But that's all that she has done. She didn't scream. No, because she has trained her whole life as a team. Yeah. This is, this is what she is good at. Anyway, yeah. getting off topic. We're not a, a podcast about I'm a celebrity, even though I'd like to, cause I love it, but that's not, that's not. Anyway, you should watch it. It's on channel 10, 10 play. Great show. I'm going yep. on to my musings and then we'll go sure. on to season three of Cass Goes to Hospital. So <laughs> this is just stuff that I found out, just random stuff. AM and PM found out that stands for anti-meridian and post-meridian. Post-meridian. Yeah. Didn't know that. Really? Um, no. <laughs> They actually teach you this in school if you pay attention. How long ago was school? For me, quite a while ago, and I still remember it. Well, it was A plus B plus C. I don't know, Abaca. So, <laughs> um, learnt shoe sizes are in inches. Didn't know yes. that. Mm-hmm. Did not know that at all. Um, noticed a few things. Construction workers or like a male-dominated profession, if there's women that are working, like usually they're the ones with a sign, flipping the sign. Mm. I notice that they try and look as feminine as possible. The women? Yeah. It's funny you should mention that. I actually noticed that in when I was working in the office building in Chatswood, because we've moved, I can say where I used to work now, mm. um, there was a construction site across the road at the school and you would see the girls holding the signs and they would have the skin tight King G's on and everything. And I'm like, and I actually said to one of the girls that I was working with when we we're outside on Pacific Highway having a smoke because it was directly across, mm. I'd be going, why do we get to see the asses of the dudes walking around? But like the girls, everything is like tight. And like, we're talking about construction jobs where you need to be able to have movement and stuff. Are, are they getting the elastic ones? And then, like, they've always got fake nails. Yes. And they always have their hair out. However, hard hats can't really have a pony. No. So I get the hair out, but, like, the hair's always, like, extension long. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's, I just find it really funny. And you know what? I'd probably do the same thing. And have you noticed they're always attractive girls? Yeah. 
They're never ugly. There's never one ugly one well, there. And I'm, I'm only saying ugly for the sake of saying ugly, but there is never an un, unattractive woman working on a construction site. They're all glamazons. Can I say, do you know what I think it is? Because they have to control traffic, right? Yeah. So you're not going to stop if they're ugly. You're more likely to stop if they're pretty. True. True, true, true. Um, but Maybe it's it, a scientific science. Science. But no, gonna, it's also it. it's also because they've got they get a shit ton of money. Oh yeah, sure. Because you don't you don't work full time in those jobs. You work casual. Yeah, they're casual. Yeah, a- and you work like lots of night shifts and stuff. They they pull in on a really really good week. They they're pulling in twenty five hundred in the hand a week. Yeah. So yeah. they can afford the extensions and they can afford to look pretty and all of that <laughs> to counteract the thing. Because uh, I'll tell you, uh, for a while when I worked at the bus depot, I worked in a male-dominated section, the maintenance section, and this was not hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think it was best they just kept me in a bus depot. <laughs> also, this is just a PSA for people, uh, especially not that uh, middle-aged gentlemen listen to our podcast, uh, but if you're rich enough to own a nice car, Good for you, but it doesn't have to be a convertible. We already know you're a twat. Like, just buy a nice, a nice Bentley, tinted windows. No one needs to see it. We know you got money. We know you got money. It does not need to be a convertible with your wife and the scarf and the the, the sun got like it. Twat. Maybe I live it's... in. I live in a neighborhood that's synonymous yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> Which makes it difficult because when we stand on the balcony to look down on the main road as the traffic's going past, we see a lot of bald heads. Yeah. Now we're up to season three of Casco's Hospital. Hospital. Well, something. Well, well, I'll get to Deirdre in a minute. Okay. Um, I was reminded last night that I actually forgot to tell the part of the story of when I actually went into hospital for the surgery itself and where I was located. Okay. Right. So the missus and I go to the hospital and we go to the admission center so we can, um, so I can check in. And um, so they go, okay, you're going to be in maternity ward five or whatever it was. And I went, maternity ward, you say? And she went, yeah. And so it turns out that my missus couldn't stay pre-surgery because I had to go straight up to pre-op and get all ready for the surgery. And they were going to take my bag down to the room and, and I had to put the gown on for the surgery and all of this other stuff. Cause so from me checking in to the hospital, to me going under was one and a half hours. That was it. It wasn't sitting in the room, you know, waiting for a couple of hours and then go, it's your turn. It was, you're going in, you're getting into the gown. We're just going to do a couple of things. We're going to take you straight in. Um, they only parked me outside of the operating theater for about 10 minutes. And then I was in and under. Yeah. So they put me in the maternity section. Uh, but the one thing that I thought, and it wasn't until later on, because I kept going, I'm 48 year old lesbian who is going through menopause. Uh, did I miss a memo somewhere? I'm going to maternity, but then I realized, you know, in a public holiday, wherever there's an empty bed, that's where there's an empty bed. 
But the one thing that did occur to me was maternity wing equals solo room, a room on my own. Oh, so that doesn't equal that here, but yeah. Yeah. So we get into, um, um, I get into the room after they've woken me up at recovery. Recovery was good. Chatting to the the theatre nurse there for about an hour, and once they realised I was lucid enough, they said, "Come on, let's take you back to your room." So I went to the room. It was like a hotel room. It really was. Uh, it didn't do the TV thing because I'm not fucking paying for TV. But uh, when I got in there, I went, "Oh shit, I gotta go to the bathroom." So the, the nurse helped me up, and I went into the bathroom, and it was like a hotel bathroom. <laughs> They, they even had the towels on the racks and then the hand towels rolled up on the sink next to the thing. <laughs> Maternity ward was fucking great. The thing was, uh, and when I got out, my wife was there and, you know, and everything. And so my wife stayed for a little while and she had to go because the visiting hours were up. And I'm laying in bed and I'm going, oh, this is okay. And then I hear the lady in the room next to me giving birth. I got to hear it. I got to hear the screaming. The silence of the lambs. I got to hear it. It was okay. It wasn't, it was muffled because the rooms, the rooms are actually, the walls are obviously quite thick because considering where it is. Yeah. Um, but there is nothing more bizarre. So when the nurse came in to check on me and do a couple of things through the night, they left the door slightly ajar and I didn't sleep very well anyway, but I did fall asleep every now and then and there is nothing more disconcerting than waking up to babies crying <laughs> when, you're, when you're not used to it yes i was just kind of laying there going is this a fever dream <laughs> i hear a baby and then i had to remember i was in the maternity ward but the good thing was as i said i had a room on my own and then when i was telling a friend of mine that i was in the maternity ward uh her response was technically you did deliver something bouncing baby gallbladder, I guess. Um, so that was good. That was, it was actually kind of cool towards the end because I was talking to the nurses a little bit and I was going for walks because the best thing to wear off anesthesia quickly is to go for a walk. Mm. And I was walking around the ward a little bit. And so I got to see like um, mothers that had their babies um, in the little thing. So I, I got to see a couple of babies and that was okay. I mean, I'm not a baby person at all, but it was cute. And then, um, I was walking around a little bit during the morning and they were showing this new couple, this couple with a new baby, how to wash the baby so they could take the baby home. Um, so that was, that was cute and everything, but that was, I, so I forgot to say that part. So we're getting to part three and part three was Deidre. So I didn't last very long in the room by myself before Deidre was, uh, wheeled in. Where do I start? Um, this was Deidre's third room. Okay. Deidre's third room. Why? Didn't know, figured it out. <laughs> okay. So I understand that people are unwell. I get it. But I also get that if you have, and my grandmother used to say this all the time. If you have a tongue in your head to swear, you have a tongue in your head to ask a question. And we had the little buttons next to us that called nursey. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So Deidre had uh, dehydration due to severe stomach issues. And as a result, Deidre had uh, severe constipation to the point where she had to be hospitalized. Now, she got into hospital uh, three days after I did. Um, And I stayed in the same room. And as I said, I was third victim. So she came in about five o'clock in the afternoon and I was feeling tired and I was kind of just keeping to myself and uh, Deirdre paid to rent TV. So they explained to her, okay, so you've got the TV, but it's going to take about half an hour for admin to change it from your old TV to this TV. So just bear with us. And she's like, oh, okay. So my nurse came in um, and she was changing my IV and Deirdre goes, oh, nurse, excuse me. Oh, she's in the middle. She says, this is actually quite important. So the nurse went, and I went, yeah, no, no, fine. It's good. Just go. And um, so she's in the middle of doing my IV. So she stops, goes to see Deirdre and Deirdre wants the TV put on. Deidre was in um, the delusional era of <laughs> I'm just going to get the nurses to do everything for me because that's what they get paid for. Mm-hmm. And so the nurse tried and when she came back, I said, um, she was told 15 minutes ago that it would take about half an hour for the TV to transfer over. And she goes, oh, okay. So she explains it to her again and Deidre's like, okay, sure, fine. So it gets to about... 15, 20 minutes later, and Deidre does not just like pressing the button for the nurse once. It's multiple times, and each time it's this little squeak going, squeak, 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 squeak. So it didn't care, it didn't matter what time of the day or night, Beach was pushing it about six or seven times. It was fucking driving me insane. Hmm. So she presses it, and um, the nurse comes in and says, yes, Deidre, how can I help you? And she says, can you put the TV on? Now, to turn the TV on, it's on the same remote as the nurse button. It says TV. And then it's got the arrows for up and down for the channels. So the nurse turns the TV on and Deirdre only watches channel seven. That's it. Doesn't watch any other channel. Only likes to watch channel seven. So I'm laying there. Uh, good thing I had my AirPods with me because Deidre, Deidre is also fucking deaf. <laughs> so the TV was up very, very loud. So it gets to about six o'clock and dinner's just about to start to turn up. Now, they cater for the people who are on restrictive diets given by their doctors. And I was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the the problem that was going on. So I get bed first. Deirdre has to wait until everything else is sorted out and then Deirdre can have some food. Deirdre cops one whiff of my food, presses the button six times for the nurse to come in. The nurse comes in and says, is everything okay, Deirdre? And she goes, I want my meal. The bed next to me has the meal. I want my meal. So we had to explain to Deirdre that she had to wait because she was not on a restrictive diet. So so thought everything was going to be okay. No, she was up all the time and she was pressing that fucking button. Like people walk that fucking duck. It was just (laughs) constant, right? 
So it gets to the next morning and um, I was one of those ones that I, as soon as I had my breakfast, I had a shower because I just wanted to be fresh for the day because you're just laying in a hospital and you just feel like shit and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So <laughs> Deirdre wakes up, calls for the nurse, asks for Channel 7. So gets Channel 7 and the nurse says to her, do you need to go to the bathroom while I'm still here, Deirdre? And Deirdre says, no. And she says, okay. So she goes to leave and the, the nurse is gone two minutes. Two minutes. That's it. And Deirdre presses the button 500 times and the nurse comes in and Deirdre says, I've soiled myself. She was pretty much doing it while the nurse was asking, mm. right? She says, I think I've made a mess at the bed. And I automatically flashed back to Baghdad, Tasmania. Um, so <laughs> I couldn't judge. But at the same time, Deidre wasn't making any fucking effort. She had her nappy on and she was feeling good about life because, you know, she copped an extra couple of minutes before she had to do anything. So the nurse helps her up and takes her into the bathroom. And of course, because she has made a mess in the bed, Cass, who's not feeling very great, cops huge whiffs of it. And I had to get up and go for a walk. So while I'm gone, one of the nurses sees me and she says, is everything okay, Cass? And I said, I just need to get out of that room. And she went, oh, you're in the room with Deidre, aren't you? And I went, yeah. She goes, oh, you poor thing. And I said to her, I said, this is the third room. And she said, yeah, she, um, she's been sharing rooms with others and they've just been complaining about her so much that it was just best to move Deidre. And I went, well, what did I do wrong? <laughs> yeah, move it to her own room. Jesus. And they're like, they're like you're the only uh, share room she hasn't been in yet. <laughs> okay. So I come back, the nurses uh, sorted everything out. Deidre goes back to bed and she says to Deidre, do you want to have a shower? And Deidre goes, no, I've got a new nappy on. Everything's fine. And I'm how, like. How old was Deidre? Uh, Deidre was uh, 66. No, 65. So she was quite capable of walking to the bathroom? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Cass is in there. The I left it for a really long time before I decided to go and have a shower. Because, you know, you want the smell to dissipate. And I walked in there and Deidre made a mess. A mess. I walked, I walked in, walked straight out, <laughs> found the cleaner in the corridor. And I went, can you come and clean this bathroom? Because I'm not going back in there. And if I have to go into the corridor, which I ended up doing, I had to go to the bathroom myself. So I ended up having to go into the public toilet that was in the corridor. Mm. Outside, near where the lifts were. Because I sure as hell was not cleaning that shit up. So we get everything all sorted out. As The cleaner walked out as I was walking back in and she said, it's all done, love. And I said, thank you so much. And I ran in as best as I could and grabbed all of my shit and jumped in the shower. And so I had to put up with Deidre for another night. And Deidre uh, kept me awake the entire time <laughs> because Deidre uh, liked to just leave the TV on and I would watch whatever I could with my AirPods on. But then when I, I was like, oh, it seems like it's a bit quiet now. I'll try and go to sleep. Deidre would be like, oh, I can't hear what they're saying and turn the fucking TV up. 
and it drove me insane. I was ready to lose my shit. I think had they have kept me an extra night or two, I probably would have complained myself. Yeah. Because she was in there with me for three days and two nights and did not shower the entire time. And each morning, shit herself. Hmm. Like, what did, what did I do wrong? Who did I piss off? Who, who did I piss off? I just, I, I don't get it. Oh, and then what made it even worse was I had a shower. It turned out the morning I was leaving. And, um, but I didn't know it for 100% at the time. And uh, had a shower. I got dressed. I was laying on the bed. I was playing with my phone. Deirdre walks out and we have not spoken one word to each other in two nights and two days. And then I get this really creepy, the nights are long and so are the days, aren't they? Oh, she's going to murder you. <laughs> and I kind of went, I just went, pardon? <laughs> what did you say? And she said, the nights are long and so are the days, aren't they? And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the doctor came in to see Deidre and said, oh, is there anything that you need to bring to our attention? And she says, I have several mental health issues and I nearly fell off the bed. I'm like, this woman has mental health issues that she's even willing to admit to and they're putting her in share rooms. <laughs> Could have been worse. Okay. Could have been Ray. <laughs> well, it could have been Ray. Ray was on the sixth floor. When I was telling the, the nurses the story about Ray, they said, did Ray get admitted? I said, yeah, he's on the sixth floor. And they said, that's exactly where he's supposed to be. Hmm. So the sixth floor of Northern Beaches Hospital, that's, that's the no-go zone. It's the uh, Deirdre, probably, and people with mental health issues and all of that. It's, just, it's probably a specialist wing. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so Deirdre wanted her Seroquel <laughs> uh, milligram dosage upped, and I'm like, give it to her. <laughs> please give it to her. I just need to get through a night, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, there's probably a couple of other things that will pop into my head, but um, there and there were other things, but I just can't remember what they were. Um, oh, the 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 one that got me the most, I couldn't sleep one of the first nights um, very well. So I got up and I thought, oh, I'll go to the kitchen because that's where they keep the sandwiches and the drinks for the patients, right? And I thought, I'll just go in there and get one of those apple juices, which I became very addicted to. I was drinking those apple juices quite a lot. And um, as I was walking past one of the nurses stations, I said, oh, don't mind me. And she goes, oh, you're one of three walkers. And I went, I'm just going to the kitchen. Like, I'm not really a walker. And as she was saying it, old mate comes around the corner. He's he's a he's a corridor walker because he can't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And there was a woman who was doing the same thing. And I became a little bit unnerved about it. And I became a corridor walker that night. And um, I was just kind of like walking up and down and around. And there was a a visitors uh, lounge section that had a really good view of um Sydney. Mm -hmm. And um, and, and it was lit up and it was lovely. So I kind of just walked down there and stood there for a little while. But um, God, I tell you what, nothing scares the shit out of you. You're laying in bed. It's two o'clock in the morning. They've got the nightlight on where the nurses are. 
Um, and you always know when they're coming because they jingle quite a lot when they walk. Yes. But, but if you can't sleep at two o'clock in the morning and you know there's a presence there and you open your eyes and old mate has decided to walk down your part of the <laughs> corridor. And next to my part of the corridor was a window. So I don't know where he thought he was walking, but it scared the crap out of me. And I was just like, I'm attached because <laughs> I was on IV. I'm like, I'm attached. I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck. Um, he was the, he was one of the walkers from that first night, but um, yeah, Northern Beaches Hospital. Hospitals are shit. They're they're actually quite scary. And here's the thing, right? I I had one of these thoughts, and they I've not I've never had it before. Being in and I've been in hospital quite a few times myself, and it wasn't until I was laying in the bed and I went, I wonder how many people have died in this bed before I was in it. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. That was a thought I had. But you know what? I didn't kind of go, oh, God, that's morose and you're not going to be able to sleep. I was just like, it'd have to be more than 10. At least. I mean, Northern Beaches Hospital hasn't been open for very long. But uh, I've been saying that, though, like, usually there'd be an ICU. So if you're in an ICU bed, then, yeah, probably. Yeah, but, sure. the, but the bed's from ED. I was in the bed from ED. Oh, yeah, they kind of rotate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like. How many people have died in this bed? Thank God they wipe it down after you're done. Yeah. I slept okay though. Like I wasn't concerned. After I had the thought, I wasn't concerned and went, I'm never going to sleep again. But I just had that 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 random thought. People die. How many people have died in this room? That was my other thought. Maybe there wasn't walkers. Maybe it was just the ghosts of the corridor. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so now Hero Huggers by Rennie. Now, a quick word from our unsponsored sponsors. Do you want to go to sleep with a different celebrity every night? Do you ever think of smothering someone but your pillow is too basic? Then we have the perfect pillowcases for you. Hero Huggers by Rennie. Hero Hookers by Renee encourages testing on animals. According to the scientists at Drag Me Out University, they have proven results that people who purchase Hero Hookers by Renee improve their sleep by 83.768%. Phones are ringing off the hook with orders, so get yours now. Or alternatively, go to Hero Hookers by Renee on Etsy. Sleep soundly knowing your heroes are right next to you. Hero Hookers by Renee where heroes lie. Now animals were harmed during the making of this commercial. No one had dragged me out official has a science degree, but they have watched things about Scientology. No research has been done to support these statistics except our own biased opinion. Pillow not included. So we're up to our pancreas. Would you like to lead us in the discussion? Oh, my pancreas. I'm not a fan of people in general right now. I'm especially not a fan of, I don't even know how to say this because I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want, I don't want to hurt anybody. You checked in with me. So God love you. And a, quite a lot of my friends checked in with me, but people who I thought were my friends mm-hmm. and people who I thought actually gave a shit did not check in the entire time I was in hospital. I'm not calling anybody out and it wasn't 
it wasn't in the masses, but it was people that I was, I was really kind of just people who I thought would didn't. Even if you don't care, just send a quick message. It takes what, five seconds to send a text message? How's yeah. it all going? Hope you, what's, what's hope you feeling better. Yeah. Hope like, you're feeling it. better. Like, yeah. and I get, I, I see with my, I'm going to say newer spicy. Like I wasn't checking in with you on some days be- because I had other things that I was thinking about, but I was still messaging you. And so if yeah. you're messaging me back, you're alive. You're if alive. I was, yeah. I was more like, I need to ask you these questions right now before I forget. And I need the yeah. answer. And you might not get back to me for an hour or two because you're napping or you're in surgery or something like that. So it wasn't yeah. like I was like, no, I don't give a shit about her. I was like, I need to do other things. But even if I didn't care that you were in hospital and I talk to you every day, which I do, I'd still mm. send you a message. Mm. Like being like, yeah, hope, hope you don't die. I was more you're just good. trying to replace you. Yeah, but you know what? I was witness to it. So yeah. that was that was fine. Exactly. But the thing that really got me, so it's not even a bursting of my pancreas. Well, it kind of is at the same time as it kind of pissed me off as well is, was that, um, yeah, there were people who, um, I know who have been through stuff and I checked in with them. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's not that I wasn't expecting the world. I was not expecting flowers. I was not expecting bedside vigils or candlelight vigils out front of Northern beaches or anything. I wasn't expecting like anything like that. But it would have been nice from some people that I mix, that I thought that I was close to going, you good? Like, and if I lived in Sydney, like I would have been there. Hmm. Um, and I was, I was going to come up on the Friday. The Friday. That way I could yeah. be, take you home if they let you come home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, even though I hate hospitals and they charge you for parking, which I think is a rot, but I, I would have visited if I was like 20 minutes away. Mm. Yeah. So I was just kind of, I think I was more just upset by the fact that um, some people in particular, I, um, I've i basically given the shirt off my back to. Mm. Um, and it wasn't like I was in hospital for like one day. No. Or anything. And, but I was not. I, I don't want this to have a woe is me moment or, you know, it's all about me and feel sorry for me because I wasn't feeling very well or anything like that. I'm basically just saying out in public to those of you who did not, uh, who I thought that I was extremely good friends with or I was close with for no one, for some of you people to not reach out to me actually hurt my feelings. I'm just going to call it out. It's plain and simple. If you and I have not had a conversation of any kind in the last six months, that's fine. Yeah. You know what? That's okay. But if we have had text message session or we've messaged each other or we've spoken on the phone or we've hung out or whatever it is, and you haven't said anything to me and you know that I would be the first person who'd go, if you need anything, I will be there like fucking two o'clock in the morning with food or whatever it is. And the fact that you didn't do it, you've disappointed me. And I'm actually considering whether or not I actually want to know, have you in my life. Because if you don't have my back when I'm at my worst, there are people who I have met once, once and had, um, had message sessions with who were asking how I was every day checking in to see how everything was going. And if it wasn't every day, it was every other day. 
Are you good? Is everything okay? What's the update? Are you going to be okay? You know, ego. Yeah. Ego and, and Shazza and even Ivana, they were asking if I was okay. I've met them once. And there are people who I have known for more than 30 years who still have not said anything. And it really upsets me because I would be the first person to drop everything. Yeah. And that's it. I'm not, I'm not doing Mother Teresa moments and please feel sorry for me moments, but I'm actually really disappointed in the people who are in my life who did not find out if I was okay. I am seriously reevaluating the people in my life because there was a time not long ago I was at my worst and people who I would have thought would have been there for me were not there for me. And in particular, were not there for my wife. Having said that, my mother was the most awesome mother in the whole entire world. She basically spent two weeks here looking after my wife our dogs and me. But there were other people who I thought I was extremely close to who did not reach out to see that I was okay. And the reality is, Haley, I was not okay. I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I was sick and it was scary. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot more serious than my regaling stories of the hospital and all of that. It was very serious. The doctors were concerned, but people wouldn't know that if they didn't reach out. Like I'm, I'm seriously reassessing people in my life right now. So if you're somebody that never gets contact from me ever again, or you are not friends with me on Facebook or on Instagram anymore, it's because I have chosen to remove you from my life because when my life was feeling really poorly, you were not there for me to find out if I was okay. Done. Pancreas bursted. What about you? Just one word, uh, and I'll go into detail. But vegans, just a whole subset of people. Look, and it's the particular type of vegan. The pompous asshole ones. The ones that want. Okay, first of all, what is vegan clothing? What are they ran out of options to eat? And now they're going to eat clothes. What, what, why does it have to say vegan clothing on it? What, so it's, there... it? It's not made of things like leather. So there's little chickens making clothes. They can't be vegan well, you... clothing. Like, seriously. Anyway, stupid. It's stupid. I get it. If it's leather, it's not vegan. Understand that. Yeah. Stop but eating clothes. But I think it's things like, you know, down pillows. Because it's made from like duck down and goose down, like feather pillows. Yeah. That's vegan stuff. That's not. That's not vegan stuff. No, it's not vegan. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, what I meant. It's not no, okay. Anyway, whatever. Don't care. Don't need you to label it. But Tash Peterson, I don't know if you know her. No. She pops up on my feed every now and again and she's a Australian vegan activist, but she's like stands in front of butchers and yells at people. Like, how dare you buy this meat? All these slaughtered animals and dead pigs and blah 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 blah. We have to put up with your vegan bullshit. Just put up with our meat eating bullshit. Just yeah. Whatever. If, if everybody stopped eating meat, our economy and our agriculture would be destroyed. Yep. So my thing is also Tash Peterson stood in front of a bunch of people while they're trying to buy their Easter eggs, yelling at them, saying they can't buy their Easter eggs. Meanwhile, she has bleached hair. I Googled yes. it. 
Bleached yes. hair is not vegan. You cannot bleach your hair with vegan bleach because it doesn't exist. So unsure how she explains that one. Anyway, she annoys me. I don't care if you want to be vegan. That's great. Be malnourished. I don't give a shit. Don't throw it in our face like we don't throw our sexuality in your face, vegan bitch. It's like it's like you're the new Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't see them no. anymore. They don't knock on my door anymore. That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Jehovah's Witnesses, for keeping it to yourselves. Yeah. Now there's vegans and they're knocking on my Facebook door and I hate it because yeah. I don't care. I'm still going to eat meat. I'm going to eat whatever meat I want. I don't like venison. You know, I'll do my part that way. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Also, look, I get it. I was vegetarian for about three days until I realized that I couldn't have a pepperoni pizza and I caved. And, but, you know, I made sure everybody knew I was vegetarian for those three days. But, like, you know, no one cares. No one cares about your veganism. You got it on the menu. There's no need to ask. Says vegan, Mm. says gluten-free. Vegans are the new Jehovah's Witnesses. I have moments of vegetarianism and I've gone days and days and days without meeting, eating meat. And I guess you can say I was in my vegetarian area, but it just turned out that I couldn't be bothered to cook meat that week. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll go maybe a day or two without eating meat. It's more that like because of this surgery, if you're not getting that protein, then you're, and you're not getting it in any other forms as well. It's not good for you. So protein equals good. Mm. Protein good. Vegan's bad. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so I don't care. If you want to be a vegan, if I have friends that are vegan and they're like, oh, how dare you? I'm not, I'm not coming after you because I didn't know you were vegan. Actually, I do have a friend that's vegan, but she doesn't rub it in my face. They really do love to rub it in your face, don't they? But she's like, because I, I forget because she doesn't remind me. So I'm like, oh, do you want this? And she's like, I can't, I'm vegan. I'm like, oh, right, sorry, that was my bad. Like, totally forgot. You don't remind me enough. So I just assume you eat normal people food. Yeah. So, and the the people that make their children or their animals be vegan, Mm -hmm. you can also go sit with the Jehovah's Eat a dick. You can eat a dick too. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Not okay. Well, you can't eat a dick because you're vegetarian or vegan, but you know, you, know, you, can, the, eat a, the... you can eat a vegan sausage. That's a cucumber. cucumber. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's mine. Vegans, shush, shush your mouth. I don't throw bacon at you, I don't yell at you mm-hmm. to eat bacon. Exactly. It's delicious. Eat bacon, actually. I'm going to yell at you now. I'm going to find a vegan. Eat some bacon. Yeah. You'll be less angry and less wanting to uh, protest if you just ate a slice of bacon. Yeah. How can you be angry when you're eating bacon? You can't. No. It's a tonic. Yeah. It's going to (laughs) solve world depression. When you go into a chemist to buy your medicine when you're not feeling well, you know how they've got the the glucose jelly beans? There should be a, a bag of bacon pieces right next to it. Oh, bacon flavored jellies. Mm. Anyway, sure. Anyway, so uh, we have a segment. Yeah. What is it? What's that segment? 
It's it's called what she done be doing. 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 Right, this is a little lackluster this week, but I'll look. You pointed it out. I tried to put it in general, so I hid it from you, but you still sourced it out. You little saucy minx. Because the the sign came up, the the red uh, notification thing that there was a thingy. Anyway. Um, so this week gone international again, but different different parts of the world. Gone to a different continent. Or incontinence, mm-hmm. however you want to say it. The motherland. I went to the UK. Yep, yep. With vinegar strokes. Remind us who vinegar strokes is again, please. Um Look, I RuPaul's know she, Drag Race Season it, 1 UK. She season 1? Okay, yeah. I, I was tossing out between Season 1 Season 2. Okay. She's season 1. <laughs> so, Episode 3, she was eliminated. Mm-hmm. She's in the bottom twice, Episodes 1 and 3. Uh, mm-hmm. She's the first queen to win a lip sync on the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also the first queen since Season 7 to survive being in the bottom two in Episode 1 and to not be in the bottom two again in Episode 2. Wow. Pattern. So Vinegar got her name. She put makeup on for the first time and sent a picture to her best friend who replied with, all right, Vinegar tits. And she liked Vinegar and she wasn't sure about the tits. So she went on the internet and Vinegar Strokes popped up and I thought, and she thought that's her name. And you know what Vinegar Strokes is, obviously. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to go through that. Um, no, my mother listens to this. It's come face. <laughs> All right. <Hi>. So, <laughs> so she is, uh, here we go. Where are we up to? So she's got 89.2K followers on Instagram. That's not bad. But she was also a queen that was on the West End. Yes. So she made reference to that her entrance line, her entrance line was a famous quote by Kat Slater, a character played by British actress Jessie Wallace on the BBC show, show proper EastEnders. Which my nan loved. Like, my nan bought, like, when it was called pay TV. Remember the, yeah, uh, it wasn't Foxtel. It was, you got a, you got a magazine with the, with the timetable. Um, yeah, it was still Foxtel. Ostar. Ostar. Ost- so it was Foxtel, Ostar. Foxtel was for the Suburban and Ostar was the dish that, um, so that was the satellite. Pay TV. Yeah. It's like a UFO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Oddstar and Foxtel were the same thing, but I remember that thick Foxtel magazine. I look forward to that being delivered every mm-hmm. month. Loved mm-hmm. it. Loved it because I got to plan my whole month yeah. of TV viewing. And it was so, yeah, West EastEnders. I still don't know what it's about. Never watched an episode. But anyway, Vinegar hosted the Extra Lap Recaps for Canada's Drag Race Season 1 and Drag Race Holland Season 1, where she gave out awards each episode for hodgepodge and total swag, based on her mm-hmm. orange catchphrases. Um, she made a few cameo appearances. She Season 2 in a rivalry with host Jackie Cox, with the running gag that Jackie stole Vinegar's show. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got for Vinegar. She did, I messaged her and she did message back, but she hadn't answered the questions. So... Basically, the questions were, like, what have you been doing since Drag Race and has it, you know, what's changed? That's that's it. Just basic questions. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bug them. Yep. Um, But, yeah, so that's just my what she done be doing. I thought I'd go international for the last 
couple weeks, maybe come back. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Can we move on to the crown? Yes, we can. Yeah, all right. Let's get that fucking smug face. All right. Who am I, Carrie Ann Kennelly? <laughs> you with your fucking makeup. <laughs> I will give Carrie Ann Kennelly this, though. She basically turned around and said, it's not my fault my manager's better than yours. Oh, 100%. Like, call it how you see it, bitch. Like, she was, she was right. It's not her fault that she got what well, they were giving her anything that she wanted because yeah, they wanted her on. Yeah. But, you know, but... We digress. Yes, we digress. Anyway. The um, season finale of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. Let's talk about the looks of the queen okay. who came through. Sure. So say what you want about Irene, but she's got some drag. Yeah. She's got some drag. and Yeah. Well, when you saw her Insta of yeah, you know, when they did phenomenal. each week. Yeah. She would have. She would have. Had she stuck out, she probably would have ended up at least top six. I agree. I think that they should have brought her back like they did with, like, Trixie Mattel. Yeah, but they already had 300 fucking people. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It would have been an extra episode. Okay, I take it back. I take it back. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar, I thought, looked fantastic. I think, aside from you know who I'm going to say, mm-hmm. she was probably equal first. Okay. Like this is just the eliminated queen, so we're not going with top four. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Aura's drag is not a crime. That was great. Yep, Jax, no, you failed miserably. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't pay attention to anything that anybody told you on social media at all. That fucking denim thing with the orange piping. No, no girl. No. Wasn't a huge fan of Spice's look either. Neither was I, but I was actually quite proud of myself. And I will give you this because you made me watch the fucking movie to review. I got Princess Poppy's look straight away. Yeah, I know. I knew that. Yeah. Like a Mean Girls. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I got it. I got it. I wouldn't have got it had I not watched Mean Girls. No, you would not have. Um, hated Marsha's look. The red the red number. Yeah, oh, no. That was lovely. That was a no. throwback to... That's, I'm about to do something that I never thought, no, I'm about to do something that I never thought that I would ever be able to do in my life. Mm -hmm. And somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but that was a Dior silhouette. That look was based off Dior. I can't believe I know that. I don't know. I loved it because it just reminded me, it took me back to like Audrey Hepburn and stuff in the sixties and you know, cause she wore a lot of Dior back then. No, I just, I just um, wasn't a fan. No, I loved it. I thought it was lovely. Loved Selena's cake. Loved it. You know, she got ragged on big time on socials about that because they're like, Oh, she hasn't learned a lesson. I got it straight away. She walked out and went, she said, quinceanera cake. And um, the song was cake and candy. Candy. Yeah. I was but like, it's oh, a kins- it I love it. But it's a it's a cake. Yeah. With a, with it. a piece taken out of the bag. It was great. Yeah. Lucy Laduca went weird. And I'm I'm and here you know, for it. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not mad with it. No. I but- I think this is a big fuck you, I'm generic. I got a brain hanging out. Yeah. Lux. Here's my brain. Lux bitch. 
take that. Oh, we'll, we'll get on to her. Um, um, yes, Anitra. That's all I wrote. Yep. Yes. And um, then. Mm. <laughs> <Next>. I don't <laughs> like that she pulls this up. Because that's no. what she does. She uses the tape and she pulls this up. Starlet-esque. And it just makes them look angry all the time. And then, yeah. and I can't, I can't, I'm just going to get in trouble if I keep How going does it look on me? How does it look on me? You ready? Yeah, go. No, not great. Hang on. <laughs> I can't see, I can't see what I'm doing now. No, looks like Dr. Evil. Make it stop. Make it, make it. Oh, what about cool. now? You know what? Cone heads. That's what you look like. You know, the big cones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about <laughs> now? Going with like Ursula. Make it stop. All right. So Mistress, loved it. Loved the outfit. Yep. Sasha, yeah. we get it. We get it. We get it, Sasha. You can wear clothing. We get it. You can, <laughs> it wear, was... you can wear a paper bag. It was unbelievable. Oh, and Nitra skin looked really good. I noticed. Did you also? Oh, okay. So two things. Mm-hmm. Anitra has either a put on a little bit of weight, b mm-hmm. got fillers, and c the lips were pursed for the gods. So I she's think had she's had these injectables. I think what she's had is she's had some type of filler to uh, fix the skin. Yeah, because she had pock marks from acne. Which I she- actually, I don't have any problem with pockmarks. I actually find it attractive on some people and I thought it was attractive on Anitra, but the lips were done, darling. But pock makes it really hard to shave because it indents in and stuff like that. So maybe, she, yeah. yeah, maybe she had a little bit of money from her walking that duck to be able to get. Yeah, well, she said in the reunion that she made a little bit of money from the walking the duck. So it she was did. enough to give her the lips because the lips, you can always tell when they've had the lips done because they dry out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so they've always got the little shiny lip gloss on. But you know what? She looked great. But can I just say, when they were doing the confessionals, this isn't even my bias. Sasha Colby in the white suit with the ginger wig. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Spectacular. And so we'll go, we'll get to her. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm glad in the song that, uh, Anitra did. She didn't rely on the duck. I didn't want to see the duck again. No, she didn't do the duck. I love the however, song. However, no wait. However, there what, was what? something missing. Her singing was missing. Like it wasn't. Yeah, her singing. but there was there was no there was nothing in there that made me go oh or yay or it was just it was no. But but having said that, she's such a great performer. And I think because of that, because every time she did something, we were in the, oh, wow moment, and she didn't do it. But also, like I said last, well, yesterday, that we've had so many lip syncs. There's only so many tricks they got up their sleeve. <laughs> like, And how cute is her dad, though? Like, I know. The amount of love that come off him with just how proud he was. I was like, what if everyone was like that, we wouldn't have wars because he's just had so much love. Like I cried because I was like, I could see how much he loves Anitra. And I don't know what 
his actual name is. Um, but I can see that. Isaiah. Um, you know I'm not good with names. Who are you again? So whoever you want me to be. <laughs> moving on from Anitra. Do you have anything on Anitra? Anything else? Wasn't overly enthused, but I wasn't unhappy with the lip sync. Okay. Yeah. Then comes in runner up number three, Lux. She's not even from London. The name doesn't even make sense. I said that I'm still every time I see it, I go like this. What's the pun? Oh, did I have I missed something? Anyway, the song it's giving fashion. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> would you give her third? I would have given her fourth. No, I get well, she's the third runner up, so she's fourth. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear the thing. Okay. Yeah. So Lux in her confessionals, like, oh, I came into the workroom talking a bit game and I think that I I did that. Like, I want to punch you right in the face. Well, no, actually, yeah, you did come in talking a big game. You just talked a lot of shit and you talked yourself up. And guess where it landed you? Not where you wanted to be. Oh, I can't wait to get to that part. Anyway, talk about Mistress. I kind of love the song. It's but cute. Dragged with a delusion. Um, yeah. You know. It was cute. But you you know what? You cannot go past her her painting. No. Not at all. It's perfection. It's so good. Pains me to say. Yeah. But she paint. No one this season paints like she does. No. Sasha, in her confessionals, calling Mistress a Muggle. Yep. <laughs> the funniest thing ever for you that doesn't know. Did you Google what a Muggle is? No, but I just sort of I, I when she said you call me a dumb a fucking Dumbledore, that's a yeah. Harry Potter reference, right? Correct, yes. Is the muggle a Harry Potter for reference as well? Yeah, is yeah, it not so, a good one? No. So it's like Muggle is a non-magical person, but it's like okay. a um but it's like a if you're a wizard, you're like, oh you're a muggle. Do you know like right. it's not it's a derogatory term and obviously and Dumbledore's the old, old, old headmaster of Hogwarts. Yeah, I got that. So, so, <laughs> so did Sasha get some credibility in your books oh, with a Harry Potter reference? Yes, <laughs> Haley's just sitting there going, "Oh dear, Sasha called me for the win!" Yay. Yeah, yeah, I was all for it then. I already knew she was going to win. Like it was, it was obvious. Everyone knew in that lip sync. Anyway, we'll get to that. So the goddess song. Very on par. But the holding of the hair. Oh, the, the hairography hair. was great. Yep. Yep. She just went out there and went, this is where I get my singles handed to me on the tables. Let's yep. just go earn the earn the dollars. Yep. And she was just, came out dressed as a snake. They took the tail off and then just unleashed the beast that is Sasha Colby. Correct. Then we get to when the queens were seeing with, uh, Orville Peck and Lance Bass. Oh uh, no, that was Leyland. He's one of the producers Leyland? that they always have. Is it? I think it's Leyland. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, anyway, no one knew the words. <laughs> no. No, I know. I noticed that too. But and they kept you know cutting what? away. <laughs> you know what though? Um, when I heard Leyland sing, I went okay because he's usually the producer when they're laying down tracks for right, right, right. songs. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just went like this. I turned around to my wife and I went. He can actually back his shit up. Yeah. Dude can sing. Not all producers can sing. 
no, that's true. Orville Peck. I was, was going to say his voice doesn't match his face, but I don't know what his face looks like. So I Googled what he looks like. He's actually not that bad looking. <laughs> I Googled what he looked like when he was on Trixie Mattel because he had the mask on again. And I was like, is that a thing? Is this a Sia yeah. thing? That it's he it's just a Sia does? thing. Yeah. yeah. But Sia shows her face now, I think. Can I just say how happy I was when Lux didn't get the crown and her salty ass face? <gasps> the rest I of the I know, but what made it even funnier was at least she was kind of applauding like the other two, but Mistress Isabel Brooks was doing golf clap. <laughs> she was just like, yeah. Yeah, but it. when they are announced. Fuck, are we fucking shocked? When they <laughs> announced Miss Congeniality, Malaysia baby. No, dog. no, no, no. That bitch in Untucked fucking read the room, yelled at the room. Mm-hmm. Basically, browbeat Marsha into apologetic submission, and bitch gets fucking miscongeniality. Like, why not just give it to Mistress Isabel Brooks? Same yeah. impact. Yeah. But did you notice that the other queens were kind of like, "Do we call it out in front of this group?" Because <laughs> I, you saw some of the queens that were just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yay!" And I, I could almost see a look on a couple of their faces going, "That's not right." That's why they they shouldn't do miscongeniality out in thing because then you won't have the thing that happened in season nine with everyone calling out Valentina because if they had have done it in the reunion, people would have called that out. Yeah, they should. I think they should do miscongeniality in the reunion always. Yeah. When, when, when the queens weren't really clapping and everything like that, I just kept kind of thinking to myself, it's okay, most of you will be on All Stars anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Cornbread wrap. Um, when she shaded so Lux good. and Lux, so good. Lux had to like put this little sappy fucking face on. Yeah. Even though she knew she lost. So um, good. <clears throat> that was, uh, it made me happy to see Lux yeah. so annoyed. I'm like, what, what, in what world did you think you were going to beat Sasha Colby? Or even Anitra. Drag delusion. Yeah. Yeah. Mistress Your name is for that. Lux. Drag yeah. delusion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> mistress, mistress that. seemed fine. Mistress knew. I think mistress had already accepted. If you, a, a mistress would have accepted this weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Can I point out something else? I pointed out to to my wife. Mm-hmm. The remember my conspiracy theory about Sasha possibly taking over from RuPaul. Yeah, it just perpetuates even more with obviously when they did the reunion and the whole. I'm the motherfucking, you know, queen of all drag queens and I'm amazed by you. Yeah. That she said to Sasha. And then when they were doing the interview after they did their performance, she only asked Sasha, what are your plans after this? Yeah, I noticed that with the, oh, to host my own TV show. Hmm, really? <laughs> really? It just, I it, think- sent, it sent the internet into a big tizzy look i don't think sasha's going to take over just yet i no, not just yet no it's not going to be something that happens in the next year or two i feel that sasha's going to focus more on trans representation so it might be a show about that that's Possibly. what i think i think it might be a show of a life of sasha really i think she'll well, just I have thought, her own show i thought something similar to that or maybe you know next trans superstar or whatever it is obviously produced by wow 
Mm. And then we get down to the final lip sync. So we we skipped ahead and then we're, we're coming back to lip sync with Anitra and Sasha. You, I didn't even look oh. at Anitra. Can I just interject for one second? Mm-hmm. The person who named that fucking Lifetime Achievement Award for Bob Mackie should be fired. Oh, yeah, they did do that. I can't remember what the name of the actual award was, but it was a whole bunch of bullshit and then it went to Bob Mackie. Why not just go distinguished panel of judges award or, you know, you know, um, Lifetime Achievement. Just leave it at Lifetime Achievement. Don't come up with some bullshit. I can't even remember it, but I do remember I was pissed when I heard it. I think I ignored what it was called. I just said Lifetime Achievement Award. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, but Bob Mackie deserves shit like that, so good on yeah. him. Um, but, yeah, so then, yeah, we all knew it was going to come down to those two and we all knew it was going to be a lip sync for the crown and Anitra rolled over and played dead as soon as the first beat hit. I didn't even notice what she was doing. Because... There was, I mean, the ripping of the heart out and all of that, that was, that was actually cute. I saw that part. That's the only time I looked back. Because you know what happened? Sasha Colby walked out in that black May West fur coat and everyone's attention went straight to her. Yeah. She went from having the largest outfit on the stage to the smallest. Smallest. (laughs) It was planned to a T. It was... I think she got a little bit stuck with the reveal. It was a little bit of a the, the, yeah. the dress, but but she got it. Yeah, she got it. And then, of course, like her wearing nothing basically on a fur. I think she turned most of the men. They're all lesbians now. I think. I think that's yep. Anitra described that. But I, honestly, I didn't even look at Anitra until she started pulling out the heart. But I didn't even notice that there was a heart attached to it. I just thought there was a ribbon and then there was going to be a reveal, but nothing really happened. It just kind of kept, no. the ribbon kept going. And she walked that duck for about three seconds. Yeah. She knew she'd lost. You know what? If I, I'm standing backstage and I'm going up against a Sasha Colby for a lipstick for the crown and Sasha Colby walks around the corner in that mink, hopefully fake, mink probably fake huge coat that makes me look like a fucking polynesian may west that was real that would be like a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar coat yeah absolutely and it had that beautiful satin and lining as well um i probably if i was a nature i would have went well i had a good run nice to be a backup dancer for him (laughs) (laughs) um even i admit i was turned on a little when she got on that rug Right. Yeah. You can't not. She just, she locks in on the camera and that's it. You're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they announce her as the deserved winner. And we all knew it was going to happen pretty much from episode one. Yeah. This was one long audition for Sasha Colby. Mm-hmm. And it was her job to lose. And she didn't. No. And she did well, and so I'm extremely happy with the result. I did say before they went to announce it, I turned around to my wife and I went, I went "I'm just going to put it out there. I'll be happy either way." But gee, I want it to be Sasha. And then, they, and then about two seconds later, um, Rue said Sasha, and I was like, "Oh, I actually wanted it more than I thought I did because I just burst out into like wild jubilation and shouting and clapping and God knows what else." Because 
Um, even though we all know that there's no guarantees. Ginger Minge was robbed mm-hmm. in season seven. Everyone thought she was getting it and Violet Charchki got it. So there are absolutely no guarantees. Brooklyn Heights was robbed. Brooklyn Heights was robbed. You know, so there have been, so you, you, you can't count on it until she actually says the words now because she has thrown a spanner into the works every now and then. But Sasha Colby absolutely 100% deserved it. And um, it wasn't like she only won one challenge and then all of a sudden, or shared a challenge like Sasha Balua. Mm. And then all of a sudden she had one great moment in the final and that's the reason why she won it or anything like that. It's like Sasha Colby from the moment she walked in to that workroom as that jungle goddess or whatever it was that she was to she never had a bad runway. She never was in the bottom. No, but she never had a bad runway either. Nope. There was never one time where where she walked out and you went, huh. you usually got a, that's actually not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Um, and the only time that she ever showed anything that resembled weakness was in the comedy challenge. Yeah. But it wasn't really enough because then she had opportunities in other places to do comedy that she was okay in. So, and she was with someone else. So maybe she's not used to she feeding was with someone Anitra. else. Yeah. She was with Anitra. So I think she's funny off the cuff. Yeah. And she's genuine and lovely and you know, there she's humble and she doesn't expect the whole world to be handed to her on a platter. She knows what it's like to work for it and, and everything. But that white suit that she had on with the ginger hair in the confessional, my God. She's beautiful. Whoever did Sasha Colby's boobs is gonna do my boobs. They're pretty good, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Can we just go back to the finale and um, talk about Jinx Monsoon? <laughs> yes. It was so good. It brought me nothing but joy. And then I was watching um, uh, Roscoe's on YouTube mm-hmm. and Naisha Lopez was talking. Naisha Lopez was always a good looking man, but fuck, she's hot now <laughs> as a dude. Like she's so, oh, it's amazing. But anyway, so she was there, right? Mm-hmm. And she was saying that um, it was three attempts at that. So the first time she does the song and everyone was like, oh, okay. And they were like, oh, we've got to do it to change camera angles. So then she does it the second time and she gets she gets about two or three words into the song. She says, ah, no, nah, it's not working for me. <laughs> and then does it again and nails it on the third time. So, um, yeah, but, uh, and, and, uh, Nasha was also talking about, so what happened was the male dancers that were behind them, there were six Mm -hmm. and because Anitra was the first one, one of the dancers actually hurt himself quite badly, uh, to the point where six became five. So what happened was they had to go backstage, redo the choreography around the five dancers. So every time they had to set up for a new one, because they had to, because she was the first one. They had to take 45 minutes to an hour to set up for each of the performances Ugh, because they had to restructure the choreography. I think National Players said something like the whole show went for something like seven and a half hours. First of all, it's on my bucket list. 
and I wish that we could do it before they just end it. Um, but wouldn't they have understudies? Wouldn't this be a thing? Like, anyway. That's, so that's why each of them only had the five dancers now. There was supposed to be six. I didn't notice. So they're saying, so uh, they were all hinting to the fact that part of the reason why Anitra's wasn't as dynamic as it probably could have been was because the injury happened on her performance being the first one and it rattled her. The others had time to work everything out. Like, like the dancers had time to work everything out for the things, but the Queens had time to let it settle and get them able to regroup. They basically, it happened and nature got rattled. It took them 45 minutes to set up again. The dancers needed to learn the choreography differently for five dancers instead of six. And Anitra mm. had to kind of live with the fact that the dancer seriously injured himself during her performance. Uh, I feel Rue would have taken that into account. Possibly. And at the end of the day, but, Anitra and Sasha lip synced against each other with no backup dancers. So, But the one thing that I did notice, and I think because of the fact that Anitra wasn't as strong, I did notice that when Rue said that she made the decision for the top two based on tonight and for the whole season, mm-hmm. as soon as she said that, I went, Anitra. Yeah. Because if she, she had done it just on the final, it was going to be Lux. I don't think so. If it was just on the finale itself and the performance on the finale itself, it was probably going to be Lux. She still would have got her ass handed to her, but anyway. Oh, 100%. 100%. But um, I did like that they showcased all four of them um, mm-hmm. and they didn't have to lip, like do three lip syncs or two lip syncs or whatever it was. That we didn't have to go through the three, although we went through four, but there was no um, lip syncing against each other until the final two. And it was exactly what Rue knows. It was exactly what everybody wanted. It was Anitra versus Sasha for the crown. Yeah. Say what you will about RuPaul. RuPaul knows how to do good TV. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I just wanted to go back to fucking Jinx Monsoon because Jinx singing as Mama Morton um, based on the fact that that's what she did on Broadway was just epic. For Sydney local drag shows, we have Maxi Shield, the 27th to the 30th of April, in the whole tit and caboodle at Fusebox Factory Theatre in Marrickville, Illawarra and Roxy Horror in Drag Queen Bingo every Thursday at the Illawarra Brewery at 7pm, Slayer on Saturday with Maxi Shield at the Oxford, shows are at 8 and 9pm, Drink and Draw with a Drag Queen with the fabulous Wonder Mama, the 28th of April at Tremoyne. We also have Kath and Kim Drag Bingo with Prada Clutch and Conchita Grande the 22nd and the tw- uh, 22nd of April at North Scammeray and the 29th of April at Wenty Leagues. I'm Queer, get into it Thursdays, 10pm at Universal with Space Horse, Eli Crawford and Tina Bickey. The Melbourne local shows every Tuesday, 7.30pm, Drag Trivia at Evie's Fitzroy hosted by Abril Latrine. Drag bingo at Molly's Bar and Diner every Wednesday with Chef Miss J and Ruby Taboo. Balls drop from 8pm. And finally, we have Hey Henny at Circuit Thursdays from 9pm with a different cast each week. This week's cast is Fembot, XYZ, Crayola, Valencia and Eggs on Ham. Thanks for listening and watching. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe and hit the little bell for notification. 
If you're listening to us on a podcast platform, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. Any drag queens who would like us to plug a product for them or would like to actually just have a chat with us, uh, come into, go, go into our DMs and uh, we'll be able to uh, see if we can facilitate that for you, um, especially if you're someone who wants to flog themselves at Expo. We'll go back to once a week and uh, get ourselves all geared up for uh, Expo on uh, the weekend of my birthday. And I would also like to point out that we are going to see Jay Cool, Jennifer Coolidge. We're going to see her. And we got Ego excited to the point where Ego ended up buying tickets and coming up to Sydney for it because she's only going to be in Sydney. And I'm so excited. I'm going to be 20 feet away from Jay Cool. I can't wait. Yay. You got anything to say? I'm going to, um, currently watching White Lotus because I didn't know that was a show mm -hmm. and no, that's it. That's all I got. I'm tired. Juice okay. out. My creative juice is not flowing anymore. Fair enough. And it's been a big day with the finale and everything. Yeah. Congratulations, Sasha Colby. I love you. Please come on our show. I'm wondering what the big, big, huge announcement that ITD events have got. Hmm. Drag Expo, sorry. There's a huge announcement happening tomorrow. Okay. I wonder if they're going to announce that Sasha Colby is going to be at one of the expos. Maybe. Horrendous oh, uh, sound. Thank you. You better walk that fucking walrus. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.